Good morning. Just after 11 o'clock, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you today. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the Kevin Carius show and uh, Chris Pronger. No big deal. Prongs. I personally would have liked 20 minutes of my own with uh, with prongs just just to talk <laughs> some uh, Ducks glory is there, the cup run. I mean, like, that team, and he talked about, and him and Grant talked about it when they were in St. Louis, trotting out Al McKinnis or Chris Pronger every shift. Well, Anaheim had a, a comparable thing, just a little bit different styles with Scott Niedermeyer and Chris Pronger every other shift. Scott Niedermeyer, my favorite player growing up, um, my idol as a hockey player, the guy I wanted to play like, the guy I wanted to be. So I would have loved to, to pick Prong's brain about that. Hopefully we can uh, have him back on again. Here's a potential sneak uh, sneak preview head. He said he's coming to Edmonton January 15th, broke that news live on air oh. with us for uh, a bottle signing, kind of the launch of his whiskey. Whiskey. Whether it be uh, us in the AM with Kevin, you and Greg's in the afternoon, or who knows, maybe even uh, a perfect... 11.20 slot and Fantasy Frenzy. Get Chris Pronger in studio here and have a, a little chat. That might have to happen. Uh, Niedermeyer's your favorite duck of all time? Uh, my favorite duck, probably not, just because he wasn't really there that long, but he was my favorite player uh, growing up. Even when he was with the Devils, like when I was first getting into hockey, I watched him torch the Ducks in that 03 Cup final, uh, which was right when I was like investing myself into hockey very heavily for the first time. Uh, God, he, like, he just made it look so easy the skating and stuff so that's what i like i I didn't care about stick handling shooting the hardest i just wanted to be the best skater on the ice and uh i mean am i no probably not but i like to think i was at uh, at certain points of my very terrible hockey career you do have to wonder how much of an influence was jason strudwick on his cousins scott and rob so oh an inspiration without a doubt I wonder, maybe next time they go on a family vacation, we'll see if Strutty can snag you an autograph or something, like a napkin from a restaurant they go out to. I'll, to just, I'll send him with some jerseys. <laughs> maybe some jerseys too. Hey, maybe they're in town for the holidays and Strutty will hook you up if he's listening. If Strutty was really my friend, he would, uh, he'd hook me up. He would, and maybe he will. Although he won't even give me a hockey card. That's all I wanted for the, a wedding gift was an autographed Strutt's hockey card. And he said, no, they're too rare. So <laughs> oh my God. that's the way it goes. A one 401 is the text line. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, we'll talk anything you want to today. We can talk some NHL some NFL. How'd you do last night? Are you still going? Let us know. Did Jalen Hurts get you there? DK Metcalf? Probably not. Kenneth if, Walker? Definitely. Swift? Not as much so. AJ Brown? Not as much so. Devontae? More so. More so. Goddard? Not as much so. Maybe if you were like a really close race and you needed a, so, a couple of points. So I talked about this yesterday. I think this is uh, as good of a lead, I guess, uh, as we and like. I'd love to hear people's. Uh, I had one of my buddies tweet at me last night his bad beat um, because there was some super underwhelming players this past weekend that normally have great outings. Bijan Robinson. We just finally thought Arthur Smith had kind of figured figured out how to use him properly. He posts up negative points in most league. Uh, the Eagles stars last night very underwhelming. So all this to say. In my dynasty league, number one seed started the season ten and zero, and then came into the playoffs uh, uh, after losing a couple. Gets upset in the first round. Came into last night. I think he needed, and I talked about this yesterday. I might have uh, undersold how many points he actually needed. He, I think he needed forty-eight points, but he had Hertz, Goddard, and AJ Brown all playing. 
So that's pretty reasonable, I would think, right? Like Jalen Hurts, uh, one of, if not the most valuable player in fantasy football this season. Yeah. Uh, how how do how do his teammates always get tackled on the three or closer? I don't get that at all. Every single time. And I tweeted about it because I I'm a DeAndre Swift <laughs> owner. Didn't need it. I, I'd already had the win in the bag. But you know you like to tack on a few extra points. Um, secure yourself as the top scoring team in the in the league each week. But it, it is crazy how that happens to the Eagles all the time. Uh, but yeah. So uh, Logan, loser, uh, top seed out of the playoff race. He got hit by some bad injuries. He was uh, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins' uh, owner, so running backs uh, hampered right off the start of the season. But anyway, yeah, uh, interesting weekend of football, and uh, I talked to or mentioned this to you, Connor, right before we hopped on, and I, I would love to send this message out to all of our listeners. The ESPN.com uh, playoff machine, this thing is a riot. Like, you basically pick the winners of the rest of the games this season and then it te- you like do for the next three weeks and then it tells you what the playoff seeds are so uh, i think maybe in the second or third break we'll get into what i have uh situated out so far but i'd love to hear everybody else's uh versions of it and see at the conclusion of week 18 what actually are the playoff teams because there's a team that uh, has held a one seed for a large part of the season that once i'm done in week 18 will not be in the playoffs well, I was just looking here. Ninerman77 says, Morning, boys. I had the second most points in the league and got upset by number seven seed. Oof. It's not always fair. I was third in points, missed the playoffs. I was getting roasted by Gregory yesterday. <laughs> I want to see how his team went because I think he went with TK Metcalf over Kenneth Walker the third. So I want to talk to Gregor, see if he's still in the playoffs and how that's going. But yeah, I was I was getting... Uh, I was feeling the heat. My teams didn't perform for me. And it, 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 it's not an excuse. It's a fact. Third in the league in scoring. No playoffs. Not consistent enough. Bad management. That's on me. But that was the fact. Uh, for Niner Man 77, feel bad for that guy. Tiger had a really good uh, text that we can't read on air. It was regarding nicknames for the Niedermeyer brothers that I don't know if anyone else has ever heard. I chuckled, but we will not read that on air. No, we will not. Uh, but I, you don't have to have too creative of an imagination to um, figure it out because of Scott Niedermeyer's nickname, just regular nickname. Yeah. Uh, which was very hockey-esque, just an abbreviation of his last name. And so it's not Meyer. And, and we'll, leave it, uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Montana DeRice says, Niners one seed boys need two of the last three games and it's locked. I like their odds. The 49ers playing some fantastic football. How about Christmas Christmas Day or Christmas Eve next week? When is that game? Niners-Ravens. Yeah, that is the one they're Christmas kind of hyping Day, up, right? Christmas Day night. Christmas Day night? <laughs> Christmas night? It's, a, it's basically the equivalent of the Monday nighter, <laughs> but it is on Christmas Day, and there are uh, two other games on Christmas Day. So that that is shaping up to be like Super Bowl preview, question mark? I mean, I would say that's probably a fair bet right now. With the caveat, so many things can happen. It it is so this, many. The Patrick schedule Mahomes can happen. The schedule down the stretch here. There are a ton of games with huge implications. Once again, looping back to my talk about the uh, the playoff machine. As I'm like growing through weeks 16 through 18, I'm like, oh my god, these two teams play each other, and this team uh, has to go up against these guys uh, who are fighting for the same spot. Like it is. It should make for a very exciting finish. We've been fortunate, I would say, for a pretty good NFL season so far uh, in terms of drama, uh, storylines. So many injuries, I think, is probably the prevailing one thus far. We've seen uh, some really, 
high-end top-name players that go out for the season, extended stretches of time, whatever. But I'm hoping that this uh, this home stretch and the way the playoffs are going to shake out because, like I said, there's still a lot of stuff up for grabs. There's only one team clinching the AFC. After that, like it is still wide open for the other six spots, which is crazy. We're in <laughs> we're in the third last week of the season. Yeah. That meant, and that's what we want, right? And that's that's why the league schedules those last couple of weeks with the divisional matchups. They add a little emphasis to them. It's great to see. I think the NHL started to do that too last year where you saw the divisional map, matchups down the stretch just because they could be worth a little more. And actually, like even the Thursday nighter, Rams-Saints, two teams that are 7-7. Seven and seven, Very massive. important game for both of them. Uh, the Saturday games... Not quite as much. I mean, Steelers-Bengals will be competitive. Chargers-Bills is going to be an absolute blowout. The Bills Mafia is going to run wild. Like, they're going to take over SoFi on and off the field. Char- uh, but, Connor, this, um, I do not think this is going to happen. But could you imagine that the Easton Stick and the Chargers play spoiler on the Bills? That's all they have. But I don't want that. I don't want that. I like, want you, losses, you want baby. You want the Bills in the playoffs. They're an exciting team and a fun team to watch. And I want the Chargers to draft high, so I don't want them to pick up any wins. (laughs) No more wins. We're going to see Will, sorry, Easton Stick go down, then Will Greer is going to come in and lead the Chargers to victory. VT legend. Yeah, a gutty performance. Uh, Sunday's game, sorry, the 24th. Yeah, that's Sunday. Not bad. The Sunday nighter. Yeah. Not amazing. Broncos, Patriots. For the Broncos. Big game for big the game. Broncos to stay in the mix. Uh, like, But Cowboys-Dolphins Sunday afternoon um, is maybe you're cozied up on the couch uh, heading into Christmas Eve. It's amazing. That'll be amazing. Uh, Colts-Falcons, those are two teams with playoff aspirations. Jags, Bucks, uh, Seahawks with their big win last night. Yes, they played the Titans. Seems like an easy win, but nothing's really come easy to the Seahawks this year. Um, they, they've lost some games they should have won, and now winning a game that by all accounts they probably should have lost last night I'm loving it. Even Browns Texans earlier in the day. Will CJ Stroud be back? Question mark. There's a lot of fun ones. And I mean, for the Cowboys, probably they're going to make the playoffs. But they got to win this one. Like this is Dak has to have a bounce back performance playing in that weather. But we already know Chomsters will tell us that Miami's defense is rolling. And then, you know, the, the Monday nighter, like you said, Ravens Niners will be awesome. Eagles should beat up on the Giants, but the Eagles, another team that need a win, and then Chiefs Raiders to kick it all off at 11. I'm just looking at that Cowboys-Dolphins game that you brought up. I I know that uh, the in-laws are hosting Christmas Christmas Eve dinner, lunch, evening at 3 o'clock. So we might be getting there at 225 so I can get the start of that game in. Here's a real predicament I have. Uh, Obviously, it is the holidays. Uh, Our last day on air for uh, before a couple days off is on Friday. I'll be heading back to the farm, and the weather is supposed to be so nice that I can only imagine the list of things uh, with myself, my sisters, uh, pretty much the whole family back at the farm and available for a couple days. Everything that my dad has drawn up about wanting to get done around the farm while the weather is still cooperative. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be like, but dad, there's football on for three days straight all day, Saturday through Monday. And uh, he'll probably give me a curt tough, uh, followed probably by an expletive. But, uh, I mean, I'm like, listen, Dad, this is my job. This does, is- he, does your dad love you? Does he want you to succeed? Uh, <laughs> yes, probably to both those things. Because um, I'll be grilling you on Wednesday. I'll be, I'll be sneaking in uh, to the house uh, sparingly uh, or as often as I can. But realistically, what I think is more likely is I'll have the game 
streaming in my pocket on my phone with the headphones in, probably just listening to it. I don't really like, I'm sure you can find radio broadcasts, but I don't think there's a radio broadcast of Red Zone. So no. I'll just have to stream the video and just listen to Scott Hansen uh, give me the updates. Well, Fox Sports has Red Zone Radio. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you can listen to Sports 1440. That's so true. I, listen, I mean, it, it comes through. I actually was listening on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Sunday had to do a little driving around. So in between my destinations, certainly had Sports 1440 on for their NFL coverage. Outstanding. That's probably a better bet for me, too, because the chances of getting good enough service um, around the farm and the yard to stream video is pretty bleak. Just get a good audio radio stream, though. That is uh, much more feasible. Yeah, and you can do it with iHeartRadio, our website, TuneIn, Radio Player Canada. Good. Un- well, I was going to say unlimited options, but you have four solid <laughs> options. Oh, so. a- an actual radio? Yeah, an actual radio, too. If, I, if I'm, like, doing some fencing, just crack the door of the truck. We come crank up. Crank the AM radio. We're clean down there. Oh, yeah, and in Central AB, man, it is crisp. Crisp sound. Looks uh, like it's just, uh, just being broadcasted from the next quarter section over. It almost is. It almost is. Uh, a couple of texts before we get to break here. Grandpa Jim. Oh, Grandpa Jim. We haven't, I don't think we've heard the uh, the stories about your league against your grandkids. That goes back a little while. So started three and one, finished ten and four, finished in first, one round one in the final this week. Thanks for your help from Grandpa Jim. No mercy on the kids, Jim. Those kids got to learn. Lots of texts here from uh, a lot of different people. Harry, Dino, Montana to Rice, Blake. We'll get to those in a second. First, though, is Denver winning the next three games to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs, as I predicted. Bronco, Brad. I mean, I would sure hope so. You should beat the Patriots. The Chargers are awful, and those two games are at home. And then you go to Las Vegas to wrap it up on the 7th of January. If the Broncos don't win those three games, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Those are very winnable games, so I like their chances. The Lions, the Lions to me, are a good football team, and that's who the Broncos will meet in the first round, and it might not go very good. But the Broncos, in my opinion, should beat the Pats. The Broncos play the Lions? They did beat the Lions, or play the Lions. They lost 42-17. What I'm saying is the Lions are a playoff-caliber team. Uh, okay, so when you get to the gotcha, playoffs, gotcha, it's going to gotcha. be a, a big challenge. But the Broncos are better than Patriots, Chargers, and the Raiders, I would say. Mm-hmm. Although the Raiders, wow, what a juggernaut. <laughs> 63 points. 60. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you, can, you can't shake a stick of that no matter yeah. who it's against. Yeah, that was uh, outstanding. Outstanding by the Raiders. So, yeah, I would think that the Broncos find a way to get in. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll get back into the text box. Uh, we'll talk some uh, playoff scenarios, maybe a little naughty or nice. Who Who's good to you this fantasy season? And Ooh. maybe who wasn't? Naughty or nice. I like that, Connor. Ah, tying in the festive things <laughs> to the program. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Go time. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you. Make sure you check out Wilhawk Beef Jerky online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. You could also swing by their Leduc location, Spruce Grove, or come to West Edmonton Mall. It's not too crowded yet today. This is the time to get the shopping done if you haven't done so. And then you go to Wilhock, you power up, get that protein, get the jerky. Maybe you buy a gift card for a friend. Maybe you run some down to us here at the Sports 1440 studio. We'll never object. No. And maybe we'll uh, maybe make a trade for some uh, Sports 1440 water. The crispest bottled water that there is. We got that. We've got some rum butters. We've got some Ewell gear. Some, some random stuff. Yeah. 
Great stuff. Trying to see what else we have out there. I'll give away keys to my house. Give away the printer? <laughs> no, we need that. <laughs> Took us long enough to get it. It did. It did. Uh, let's go into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to go down to the Super Bowl. A trip for two in Vegas. Uh, Brandon, you were down at the Sherwood Park location. Was manager Kenzie there with you? Did he take care of you last night? Uh, no, I was in with Colin. Okay. Uh, very great guy. He was uh, he was pumped to have me there, uh, as per usual. They always are. And uh, you know what was going on at the CBH last night post-Monday Night Football? Their own Christmas party. Oh, really? So uh, Colin said, he's like, he said, this is the busiest Monday we've had in weeks. And I was like, when was the last time Sports 1440 was on location? He's like, good point. That's probably a strong uh, reason why. There was a uh, family there with their Seahawks jerseys on watching the game. They were pretty uh, downtrodden for most of it, but uh, then overjoyed uh, at the end. Uh, what a what an ending for Drew, Drew Locke Lock, and uh, JSN. I, I, I was on my feet. I wasn't even necessarily cheering for the Seahawks. <laughs> I had no dog in the fight. But plays like that, it just gets you on your feet. It's exciting. Um, Joe D- Buck DK with a great Metcalf. call on it too. We had that text yesterday about needing DK to score under 10 points for the win. And in a non-PPR, he did. Seven, uh, 78 yards. So uh, it, it said even if you go into decimals, uh, 7.8 points would have been it. Yeah. Because um, nothing, uh, No, I think his best reception was maybe 35-ish yards, which is uh, usually not enough to trigger a like extra point for a big play or anything. Um, so shout out who, I can't remember who that texter was, but shout out them because uh, they got the win with DK keeping it low. I mean, that that last play, I, th- I feel like we always do it. Like, you're watching the game, and you have a receiver, and you see that deep ball being thrown and it, for that split second. You don't know where it's going. You're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, that was Jackson Smith-Najig, but no big deal if you were going up against DK. If you had DK, you probably wish he would have caught it. But for him on the field, he made a very big play. Nice catch on the sideline there. I wanted to bring this up. I, I sent it to my uh, my fantasy group's uh, group chat last night. Does DK Metcalf get enough credit as a legitimate, like, top tier, like the highest echelon of wide receiver in the NFL? No. Does he deserve more credit? Or do you think he gets the right amount of credit? So, I mean, when, when you ask top tier receivers in the NFL... We're talking, everyone's going to say Justin Jefferson. Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. Jamar Chase when he's Jamar, healthy. Jamar Chase, certainly. And I, Is he in that same breath as those guys? In my opinion, it's yes. See, I think what makes those guys a little bit more different are they can be, they can go off for eight receptions every game. I don't think DK does that. I mean, he has it's 56 rare. receptions on the season. He's 46 in the league in receptions. Yeah. He's 18th in yardage, so obviously he makes big plays. I don't think he's there yet, though. But here's a, here's a counter-argument. Let's hear it. His quarterback. Even when he was, uh, like, even Russ Wilson, no, with, the ex- with the exception of uh, DK's first year or two, we saw a real decline version of Russ Wilson in Seattle, and now Geno Smith, who is, like, can be electric and win games. He's not, a, like, he, that's not his bread and butter is, you know, accuracy passing the football like jamar chase has known nothing other than joe burrow justin jefferson kirk cousins 
who uh, was playing in a, a, through a pretty early part of the season, mind you, but like an MVP caliber career numbers pace to start this season. And he gets a lot of, uh, you know, you know what for uh, be, not being able to win the big one. But even his entire time in Minnesota, he has been a very quality quarterback throwing the football. Larry Fitzgerald had Kurt Warner for one or two years. Uh, Kurt Warner won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but not with the Cardinals. <laughs> and it was one or two years and he was elite. How about I take it to your backyard? Andre Johnson. Who was his best quarterback? Matt Schaub. <laughs> Andre Johnson got the job done. Um, in the league right now, St. Brown in Detroit. I mean, Jared Goff's a good quarterback, but... Jared Goff is way better than Geno Smith. Well, yeah, Geno Smith, but he had Russell Wilson for a couple of years. I had another receiver, too, in my mind that has slipped. Tyreek with Tua? I that one throw Tyreek made to Waddle for the touchdown. Oh, yeah. that was as far as Tua can throw. That <laughs> is the limit. He put all his muscle into it, and he got it there. Um, but no, I, 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 I think he's a very good receiver. But I don't have him as one of the so best in y- the league. You put him at the top of that second grouping. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who else is in that grouping then? Like the, all those secondary guys on this uh, list, like. Because I like, I'll be honest. I think Buff or Philadelphia has one of the best tandems of wide receivers. I don't think either of them are in the top tier. AJ Brown would be close. I think he's right there with DK. They're actually pretty similar oh. players. My other example, Mike Evans, had oh, Brady yeah. for two years, but True. he's always been a thousand. Like Josh, but Freeman. he also had Jameis Winston, the thirty <laughs> for thirty man. Yeah, that's like 50-50 ball. Please make me look good because if you don't, I'm going to get intercepted. That's good practice for wide receivers. That's how they get so good is uh, playing with quarterbacks who are not that great. I mean, perhaps. Um, look at like DJ Moore this year. A thousand yards. Great season. Uh, Michael Pittman, a thousand yards. He's hurt now though. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> if his quarterback didn't get him killed. He, oh my God. What do they call that in hockey? A suicide Sui? pass. <laughs> yeah, that was a... There, there is a different name for it in football. I can't remember who... I heard it on a broadcast this weekend, or maybe I saw it on Twitter, something about this type of pass. Like, you feed them... It was a type of ball or something. But it wasn't It wasn't a suicide pass or a suicide ball, because that's what it's called in hockey when you get uh, caught on the train tracks looking yeah. behind you or something. But I, somebody texted in that uh, knows or maybe has played football and knows what that expression is when you... You get that pass up the middle. Hospital ball. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lundy. Shout out my boy. Lundy and I uh, logging heavy minutes for the tropics on Sunday night. You know, I, I hadn't heard that one. I always just heard Suey, and uh, that that's interesting. I like that hospital ball. Uh, the rig says DK gets hurt by OC play calling. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, that could be a factor, but how many OCs has he had? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I I and I don't. I feel like it's like it's an insult because he's not the best of the best. Like he's he's, he's still he's, very good. He's still probably top ten. Like I would take him on my team in a second. Yeah, but uh, I I don't think he's Justin Jefferson or Tyreek that, Hill. That's very fair. I I will totally accept that. Um, oh, I had one more thing on DK Medicine but, oh, Ball. Another med- name from medicine, Sham Medicine Ball. Um, so that once again, sticking with the DK thing and about the Seahawks last night, he had one reception through the first three quarters of the game. And a couple, he got a, he drew a PI call, um, had another kind of drop-ish type low-throwing ball by Drew Locke. Excuse me. Um, and I think that, I, and this is just me, maybe I'm, I'm cherry-picking my memories here, that seems to happen to him a lot 
where he either maybe has like one or two big plays right at the start of a game and then is not involved in the offense, no targets, no nothing, and then all of a sudden, holy crap, we need a touchdown, we need to get back in this game, let's just throw the ball to DK. Yeah. When you have a player that good, Minnesota does it with Justin Jefferson, I'm uh, Miami does it with Tyreek Hill, they're your best player. Just throw them the ball. It really doesn't matter, and we've we talked about this at the end of last week, start of this week, DK Metcalf has size, uh, strength, the physical nature to go up and get balls out of double coverage. He ran like 23 miles per hour last year. And, he, and he's, <laughs> the boy's wicked fast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all this thing to say, uh, I, do, I do think DK Metcalf does not get enough credit, but, uh, but I, I, will, I will concede the point that maybe he's not in that top echelon of player. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's kind of a, it's a thin group, like underrated, but not quite up there. I, I feel like Mike Evans has been in that category for a long time where all he does is have 10 plus touchdowns, 1,000, 1,200 yards receiving. And it's like, yeah, he's good. He's a good player. Like, no, he's a Hall of Fame player right now. He's got the Super Bowl to throw in there as well. But I can see what you're saying. Uh, we've got, and you know what, just to say, that kind of does go into what the rig said about the OC play calling. I mean, the Randy ratio with Randy Moss was fantastic in Minnesota. They're doing it with, again with Jefferson. Even if you got to get in the ball on a screenplay, you should do it. one uh, 401 We're going into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House, where you can watch Monday, Thursday, Sunday night football, as well, all your NHL action. Gee or Guy says, thoughts on Jacobs and Keenan Allen, if healthy. Oh, from Offalot. Changed name. I'm going to change that in the system for you right now. Off a lot. I would say Keenan Allen and Josh Jacobs. It certainly depends on your depth. Keenan Allen could have a big game with Easton Stick because Keenan Allen, his type of playing, like he, he you know, five-yard routes, eight-yard routes, kind of the intermediate stuff, and Easton Stick can make those throws. Josh Palmer's back. I think Quinton Johnson's going to get a, a little bit more looks as the season winds down to see, you know. The, the play calling might lend itself to assessing him, getting a better yeah. evaluation of what he what he is. Like, is this a guy we can actually count on, or is he the drop king? And you saw it even against the Raiders, and then the score was probably a factor, but Isaiah Spiller, the Chargers running back, was starting to get a few more looks to see what they have out of him, a third-year player. So I think Keenan Allen, depending on the depth of your league, if healthy, is a good start just because of the play style that he has. Josh Jacobs this week, I mean, I kind of always think you should start him just because of the upside. If you're in a deeper league and you can afford to uh, to bench him, then all the power to you. But if he's healthy, for me, he's he's still a must start. I I, I don't know who else you have, but I, I think he's still a guy that you do have to start. I do want to see here, playing the Kansas City Chiefs defense, bit of a tough matchup there. Yeah, and, and the Raiders... I know Lance is going to disagree. I, they're still not a good football team. Like, I, I'm sorry. It's putting up 63 points in the Chargers. Credit credit where credit's due. But I, I just don't see that being duplicated. Certainly not against the Chiefs. Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. Um, man, and I'm in the same spot because I have Jacobs. Uh, I, it was an easy. Uh, I didn't have to face that decision since he was hurt uh, this past week. But I'm in the semifinals, and I'm going to have to decide, like, between – um, Jameer Gibbs, uh, who's my other running back? I don't know him. Uh, the guy with Josh Jacobs. So like, the, I've got in a flex spot as well. So like, injuries are, are across the board for pretty much everybody, whether it be from the start of the season to now. So uh, 
I, I'm in the same boat as uh, that texter asking about Jacobs. Might have to do some deep dive on the numbers. Report back uh, later this week with a with a decision, at least from my from my side of things. And Scalding Gord says Low Tide has been selling autographed bottles of fourteen forty water for thirty dollars. If you want to pick with him, forty five only ninety. If Ziggy is in the picture too, only ninety for Ziggy. I'd pay a hundred. Crisp clean hundo. Uh, Dino says finished off my league. Now I get my third crack at my sister who swept the two season games against me. Happy with my lineup, so wish me luck. Merry Christmas. Smiley face. Dino, third time's a char. A, a char. A charm. The charm. Uh, good, good luck, Dino. Good luck and uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, your sisters, even if they um, you know, are better at, than you at fantasy football. Also, what's their story? His sisters. Are you asking if she's single? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Let us know, Dino. <laughs> well, let Brandon know. <laughs> Happily married over here. But Brandon, you, you can find out. And uh, Dino, I, I just want you to watch like revenge movies to get fired up. You know, be ready to go. Take her down. D2. Mighty Ducks. If my sister beat me twice in fantasy football. And it, uh, Dino, your sister may be a big sports fan. My younger sister, my older sister are not big sports fans or football at least. It'd be tough. I had a buddy whose wife would beat him in fantasy football. Drafted like based on name and rankings and would beat him in fantasy football. Well, here's football. the thing that I think we've talked about this before is that sometimes as like guy, people that get really into the fantasy thing, we sometimes get ahead of ourselves. And I think this is more prevalent in fantasy hockey because the teams are so much deeper and there's a like a way wider range of guys to pick from um, because the rosters are bigger. Like you, instead of just picking somebody who is good and you know is good, you're like, oh, I have this sleeper in mind. I have to, I have to get this sleeper. And instead of like, even if it's in the last round, instead of picking a very good name that's still on the board, you take a chance on a sleeper that maybe doesn't pan out. Or even if he does pan out, it's still not as good as the well-known name you could have taken. So sometimes the ignorance is a little bit bliss when it comes to fantasy sports, I think, because uh, you don't overthink everything. Ear Candy says we called those passes grenades. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a good one. I think hospital ball is still my favorite. <laughs> I like that one too. Uh, DK hurts himself with all the dumb penalties he takes when they're losing. Guy's fiery. Plays with emotion. <laughs> He's got some jam. I'd rather have to pull him back than push him forward, you know? AJ Brown getting it into it, into it with the uh, Seahawks staffer. That's Mississippi football, baby. The Eagles... Uh... This, and that was so funny on the broadcast show and uh, Big Dom. Yeah. Big Dom's been upgraded to work in security for Roseman now instead. He's, he's allowed to walk in with Jalen, but then he has to go upstairs. And uh, Yeah, that guy who was talking tough on the sideline, I don't get that. What, what are you going to he, accomplish? The player has the helmet on. You're not going to do anything. He could punch you. Like, don't, don't talk tough when you're on the sideline and you're not geared up. Last thing for me before we go to break, Connor. Um, this was uh, somebody tweeted it out after I heard it on the broadcast. This was early in the game about last night uh, when the Seahawks were on a fourth and short opportunity, and Joe Buck <laughs> analytics say go for it, but that does not factor in Drew Locke. <laughs> that was the most unnecessary ricochet shot by Joe Buck on Drew Locke, and I like I was dying laughing, and I'm so glad I found that somebody that uh, had. Tweeted it with the full quote because it had me howling in my booth at the at the brew house. 
Oh my God, that was funny. Uh, Dino does give us an update here. She is very married, and she does know her football these days despite being a Cowboys fan, and he likes the revenge movies. What's the best revenge movie? Uh, any of the John Wicks? John, oh, man. The Equalizer? John. Uh, man on Fire? Any Denzel movie? Denzel. He plays the same role a lot. Don't put that on Denzel. <laughs> Denzel's got range. He was in Remember the Titans. Yeah. Wasn't but he a pilot so, in so, one? So was Ryan Gosling, and he was an absolute liability at cornerback. Well, they should have played him elsewhere. <laughs> That's another whole discussion in uh, the sports media this week about matching up players uh, against each other. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Ryan Gosling would not be on this particular team's starting cornerback roster. <laughs> yeah, Mendenhall really got that going yesterday. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to dive into it, that. Oh, uh, it, yeah, great fodder for Twitter. Maybe yeah. not for AM radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with that one. Uh, we'll take a break. We got St. Albert Kevin, Spinner from North Edmonton. Also, B says law-abiding citizen. Yeah, Gerard Butler, baby. I had never, this, I, sorry, I'd never seen that movie Buddy showed it to me a number of years ago when we were living together here in the city. He's like, this is my favorite movie of all time. When he put that steak bone through that guy's head, <laughs> I visually shouted in our living room and like up onto my feet like, oh! It's a good movie. Great movie. <laughs> Charles Butler is sick. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll talk revenge movies too. We'll make sure we get uh, Dino fired up for the rematch. The third rematch against his sister as he finally gets his revenge it is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 brought to you by wilhawk beef jerky welcome back to fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 connor halley brandon douglas with you as we uh, get you ready for what's coming up on the station today as we hand things over to alan mitchell in about 17 minutes time they've got a loaded show they may have even stolen one of our guests from the gregor show causing us to call an audible at the line. They'll have uh, Arthur Staple, who covers the Rangers and Islanders for the Athletic at 12.20. And then uh, Daniel Nugent-Bowman will hop on with the guys at 1.20. They'll also do their NHL rumors. They'll preview tonight's game and uh, give you more of their thoughts on what's going on in the sporting world and on the Jason Greger show today. Uh, we'll be joined by Mark Masters of TSN live from Sweden, talk a little world juniors. Sean Brown is back from Halifax, so he will join us. Uh, we'll be talking to Arthur Gross of Newsday, cover the Islanders. Also, uh, Jennifer Morrison of Epcor, Scott Barney, former NHLer and a Junior A Challenge head coach. We'll talk to Struddy, Spec, and DVD. Basically, look at it this way. It's Oilers pregame from four till puck drop. So keep it locked here on Sports 1440. You can listen online. You can listen on iHeartRadio. You can talk to your smart speaker. Tune in. Radio Player Canada. We're the AM dial, wherever you are. Keep it locked here on Sports 1440 for the remainder of the day. And, of course, uh, the month of giving continues. Something tells me this one might be a popular brand, and I, uh, I don't know how much you would bid for it, per se, but we've got two packages I'll start off with the second package. This is a really good one. And if you're selling your house, you definitely want it. A realtor fees from Michelle Dirk from Acquired Real Estate Group waived. So if you're selling your house and it's valued at 500000 this is a $9,500 package. If your house is worth 600000 it's an $11,000 value. We just sold our condo, so I missed the boat on this one. But if you are planning to sell your house and it doesn't have to be like tomorrow in the next five, six months... You definitely want to get in on this package today. 
uh, you could save thousands of dollars. It's a great value from Michelle Dirk and the Acquired Real Estate Group. And uh, the other package today, a catered five-course meal at your home prepared by Chef Paul Schufelt, executive chef and owner of Workshop Eatery, Woodshed Burgers, and Robert Spencer Catering, plus Hayloft. And then you've also got pairings of beer and whiskey provided by Dave Gardner of Yukon Brewing Company and Two Brewers Whiskey. Now, that by itself would be great, right? But you'll also be joined by Jason Greger, Sean Brown, and Jason Strudwick. And they will do this within 30 minutes of the city. So if you live in Spruce Grove, Sherwood Park, Fort Sask, Leduc, St. Albert, you're golden. And then we're going to be raising money for Santa's Anonymous. So uh, we'll get some toys to the kids and you could have a great meal with a great group of guys or save a lot of money when you sell your house. And if you're selling your house, let me know because uh, I'm looking. <laughs> I need a place to live. one 401 is the text line. Fat Efron's Naughty List. Barkley, Ridley, Higgins, Judy, Arthur Smith because I have London and Robinson. Nice list. Sam Laporta. Yeah, I was going to say Arthur Smith. Get out of here. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, for some reason can't get any looks when it matters. Unbelievable. Spinner from North Edmonton. I read that wrong every time. Spinner from Edmonton North. I started Kincaid over Hill's my tight end. He got me zero points and Hill got 1.5. I'm still alive, but who should I start this week? I think Dawson Knox is back, is he not? For the Buffalo Bills? I think... Any Buffalo offensive player is a good start going up against the Chargers this week. Uh, that You took the words right out of my mouth there, <laughs> Connor. Um, man, the Saints are, are still fighting. That uh, They got a big win, so they're, they're still in the mix. So uh, Taysom Hill certainly seems viable. But they, uh, I mean, hey, Jimmy Graham, touchdown merchant. <laughs> yeah. For the uh, Saints. Just give it to Kamara. Come on. Yeah, I uh, this this is a tough one with uh, with Knox uh, possibly back in the fold here. I, I still think I go Kincaid because even with Knox back, if he is in fact back, uh, Kincaid's established himself as the number one guy. They would not have drafted him if they didn't uh, profile him out that way long term. And the Bills' offense should probably run a pretty rough shot over this Chargers D, but hopefully the Chargers' offense can actually show enough life this time around that uh, they also score points. The Bills will have to keep throwing the ball there could be a wild concept because staley's gone maybe derwin james will cover the tight end could you believe that i can't instead of lining him up <laughs> all over the place maybe like hey, go just, over here go over there maybe just cover the tight end just shadow 86 it's pretty simple easy game uh courier dave on the topic of tight ends nijoku or kittle kittle it at first thought it's like kittle easy but then you think about man he's had some off games and uh, you look at what David Njoku has done since Joe Flacco has taken over quarterback for the Browns. He appears to be his favorite target. Yeah. Um, it, early on, it was uh, Elijah Moore. They have a little bit of familiarity from their brief time together in New York. But uh, David Njoku, huge back-to-back games um, for the Browns as they continue to battle for a playoff spot. The Niners, I mean, they still have to keep winning to, to hold on to that one seed for sure. But they're a little bit more comfortable up there. So in the chances that they get into games late, uh, like this this week, obviously, it's not likely to be a blow by any stretch playing the Ravens. Um, but once again, there's so many weapons in San Francisco. Kittle is high upside. 
but also a pretty low low floor at the same time. Whereas Njoku, at least in the current outlook of this Browns offense, probably a little bit uh, higher floor and uh, and realistically just as high of a ceiling at this point if he continues to get fed the ball uh, up and down the field, or particularly down in the red zone. So I, I like Njoku here over Kittle. Um just because of circumstance uh, around these teams. And, and, hey, that Ravens defense is no slouch uh, going up against the Niners. So Yeah, Njoku gets the Texans, so maybe... Pretty soft defense. An opportunity there. Okay, we're going to go through these ones quick from JDO. Hawkinson or McBride? I go Hawkinson. Love him. Also, R. White, Jay Cook, Pacheco, and K. Williams. Is Pacheco back we're not sure yet it is yeah. only tuesday so we'll maybe have to check in on these Th- ones. this one might be worth checking in on later in the week uh i love rashad white um been a long long time proponent of him you can't argue with what james cook did uh i that, i don't think that'll be duplicatable i like rashad white and if i had a second choice out of those uh, if you're talking about uh, both rb spots it'd be be uh, between kyron williams and james cook because even pacheco's playing not always a great fantasy option, even if the Chiefs are a way better team with him in the lineup. Nice to see Cook uh, get some love last week when I am out of the playoffs. <laughs> also, Rice, Jefferson, Adams. If it's two out of three, I'm sorry. I got to go Jefferson, Adams. Yeah, you, you, you got to go with the best players here. Uh, once again, the Raiders, very strong offensive showing. Won't be to that same extent again, but you have to think that uh, any time the Raiders have the ball, Devontae Adams should be a big piece of the puzzle. St. Albert Kevin says, will you guys be starting a world junior hockey pool? Hadn't crossed our mind. No, <laughs> but I can't speak for Brandon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if Brandon wants to, he can jump. I'll all be over. really honest with you. St. Albert Kevin, um, this, uh, this holiday season between a couple days off and start of next week and then an additional Monday off, it will be, uh, spent as much relaxing time as possible for me. Yeah. I mean, in our fantasy frenzy, when I'm chilling in fourth and, I'm, gonna keep I'm up to, to 39th, and I Ooh. checked the overall standings. Um, I'm really not that far back from making a jump, a couple jumping up a couple more spots. So look out for me. And I, I will say, I checked because you can like sort the categories or the uh, time spans. In the last month, I'm basically in the middle of the pack. Oh, really? So I just had a really, really bad start to the season. I want to take a look at that. Uh, B, we talked about revenge movies, a law-abiding citizen. We talked about that one for a bit. Tim says, have you guys seen Nobody? It's a great revenge movie. Bob Odenkirk is in it. It's a great movie. Highly recommend it. I've seen clips of it, and I saw, I remember when it first came out, I saw the trailer. It, it like, it's kind of fallen in the back of my mind, but definitely, I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he's a great actor, so that's one I definitely want to check out. A uh, couple here. Taken? Yes. Will, man, Liam Neeson literally just kicking butt for like an hour and a half. I tell the story. I watched that movie once. I thought I was watching it for 10 minutes. I, it, it ended. I'm like, well, that was a short movie, but it's still like an hour and a half. It just flew by. Hour and a half, perfect length for a movie. Gladiator. Yeah, Russell Crowe. I mean, spoiler alert, three, two, one. He dies, <laughs> but he does get his revenge because what you do in life echoes in eternity. Remember that one. Commando, Munich. There's some good ones. Have you seen, is it Leon? Like Leon the Professional? I'm not familiar. I think he's an assassin in that one. Um, I had some friends who would call Leon Drysaddle, Leon the Professional. Oh. The nickname did not stick universally, <laughs> but uh, around my friends, that's yeah, what it went in, with. In your, in your in my group, circle. it's yeah. very popular. Uh, someone asking, are the Xmas Day games on NFL regular television? Yes. Uh, defining regular television as like where you would watch any other standalone uh, games and not streaming. Yeah. But even... 
like even Thursday Nighters, which are technically owned by Amazon in Canada, they still air on CTV and TSN as yeah. per usual. So uh, yeah, it should just be your regularly scheduled programming uh, for all those standalone games. Lance says, go Raiders. The Raiders. Yes. Keep winning Raiders. Andrew Roda says, John Wick. That's a great one. Well, the whole series is great. Maddie C, look forward to this hour every day, fellas. Great show. Thank you. Thank Very you. kind words, Maddie C. Happy holidays. Yes, yes. I got to say, I would go Rice over Adam, Slurpee Sean. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a, a bad idea at this point. It's justifiable for sure because as much as uh, every time Kadarius Tony makes a mistake, it just gives more stock to Rasheed Rice and uh, Justin Watson. Tyler H says, boys, I'm into semis. Barely made it with Garrett Wilson. So now my options stay with Wilson. Dante, Deontay Johnson or Keenan Allen if healthy. I need one. I think I slightly lead Keenan, but I am a Chargers fan and I'm biased. Uh, I just don't know Deontay Johnson. I feel like he's been so inconsistent. Although he did score a touchdown last week. It's To me, it's closer than you think. If, if Allen's healthy, uh, I, I don't think you can sit him. He leads the league in receptions. Um, I think maybe not after the missing a game, but uh, should still be in the top. So in a PPR, I think you got to have them for sure. For sure. Uh, that's going to do it for us on this show. Big thank you to everyone who tuned in and uh, texted in. If you missed it, uh, check out the podcast availability, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get them from. Make sure you subscribe as well. Uh, Keenan Allen still sitting atop the reception leader. He's got five more than CeeDee Lamb despite playing one last game. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Text him, say hello. We're going to get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com.